today we have what I find to be a collection of stunningly beautiful texts. We have Jeremiah, I will raise up shepherds for them. I, God, will gather them. They will not fear or despair. None will be missing. And from the Psalms we hear this, God is our refuge and our strength, a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Be still and know that I am God. In the letter to the Colossians, may you be made strong, have patience to endure, joyfully giving thanks. Be one with the saints in light. And from Luke, when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus. Somehow when I get here, I hear the sound of screeching brakes on the highway. I see horrified faces, and I have to wonder, how did that get here? Where did that come from? It's so jarring. Well, I can tell you where it came from. It came from Good Friday. And the answer to your next question, if you're wondering, is that it's read here today, because this is the feast of Christ the King, or the reign of Christ as it's becoming more known now. And atop that cross, way up there, high up, someone wrote, King of the Jews, and some people believe it, but we along with many through history are and should well be Baffled, baffled. Jesus never claimed the title of king for himself. He never lived as if he were striving for such a title. We all know kings are not born in stables. Jesus called himself shepherd, good shepherd, in fact, a harking back to God's promise in Jeremiah's words, I will give them a good shepherd. Now, I don't know about you, but I just don't need Jesus to stand as king. I don't need the image of another earthly power broker defining good and ill for me, telling me what I must and must not, telling me to love this and despise that. Personally, I've had enough of all that. Um, I'm certainly not an anarchist, in case anyone was worried. <laughs> but, um, but I'm old. I don't mind saying that. I'm old, and I've lived long enough to have seen the comings and the goings of love and evil in the world. I've learned quite well what unites people and what blows them apart. I've seen death up close, and I've lived life fully, and I hope well. And here's what I know for sure after all this. When God is not heard and held 
in the center of our hearts if we're not content to say of the world, we are all one. And if we do not have the courage to say no to a life that looks like Good Friday, and yes to a life that's more like sheep in a sunny grassy field balanced with good rain and clear sunshine, then we will be stuck forever answering to those powers that care nothing for love or compassion or justice or mercy. We will be stuck forever with crucifixion and never see resurrection. We don't need another king or even the image of a king. What we need is a good shepherd, someone who will gather and heal us, someone who sees all of us, each of us, as we truly are, flawed but worthy of love, broken but ready to be blessed. So for now, I won't speak of kings. Instead, I'm going to tell you the story of a young woman who heard the Good Shepherd in her heart by choice when life was tough, when life was slipping away, and in all the good times in between. Saint Cecilia, whose feast day was on Thursday, had a short and by some measures a very small life. She lived only 30 years, from AD 200 to 230, so long before any of us were born, even me. She lived her life between Rome and Sicily, a distance of 300 miles in those 30 years of life. As a woman of the third century, truly little was expected of her, except to do what women were supposed to do. She was born into a wealthy family and was given in marriage to a young man named Valerian. He sounds like an herb to me. Um, <laughs> by the time of her marriage, though, Cecilia had given herself to Christ and in the manner of many young women of the time had made a vow of virginity. Cecilia was oddly courageous for a woman of her time and rather than fearing what was happening to her at her wedding, she chose to confront it head on. During her wedding, she sang to God in her heart or as some recount the story, heard God singing to her. Either way, there was comfort in that song and a sense of new courage. On her wedding night, she informed her new husband that she had indeed taken a vow of virginity, a confession which could well have led to a tragic and immediate end. But long story short, Valerian took her at her word, and together they worked to show others the face of this God who held them fast. In the end, Cecilia and Valerian, along with Valerian's brother, were put to death for their faith. No doubt the music of comfort and courage rang in their hearts through all of it, because that is what God's music does.
stays. We now know St. Cecilia as the patroness of musicians. We don't know whether she ever sang aloud, don't know if she could have been in a choir. We don't know if she was a musician of any sort. We know she lived, we know she died, how she died, and why. We know little else. But that God's music played in her heart and sustained her, I believe. And that gives me hope. Cecilia's belonging to God, her connection to God, was grounded in her desire and her willingness to listen constantly to the song of love. God's music defined Cecilia, and it opened her. It drew the limits of her life, and yet it also set her free. We don't know the words of Cecilia's song, what she said to God or what God said to her, but whatever the words, they were enough. Maybe they were some of the words we read today. I, God, will gather them. They will not fear or despair. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. May you be made strong, have the patience to endure, and may you know yourself among the saints in light. The words and the notes, whatever they were, were enough. God's songs, God's music has always been enough, will always be enough if we are willing and have a desire to hear. When God sang the beginning of time, note by note, into boundless, timeless space, it was she, God's own self, that scattered among the stars, wove a ribbon across the cosmic plane, wound into hearts, ready and waiting their turn to beat. Once the song echoed primordial, like water on air, like air across stones, like stones shape-shifting into desert sand, forever moaning against the wind. It was the sound of stardust sifting through virgin skies, a sense of life filling the void. But then one day, it was gone, swept up, bundled off to inky pages, threaded together, bound to gather dust in dustless vaults. It was tamed. But now, the strings have frayed and snapped. Listen, this is the sound you get when the notes are set free to wend their own way across the heavens. The music drifts into us as on a springtime breeze, and all that is alive in me swirls and hums. It vibrates draws the fire of restless air into my ill-readied lungs. This music, gone boundless, gone rogue, will not leave us.
It will echo through our hollowed, hallowed bones, pour like blood through our veins, like hope through our waning hearts. The deepest center of my spirit calls out, I am saturated by this. How must we respond? My arms say, wave wildly, like the arms of the tallest tree in the wind, for this is a tangy sap, not willing to idleness. My feet say, dance, for surely this, this is the sound of shooting stars, the thrumming of cosmic feet. You must see the universe is dancing. Surely then, we must dance. My heart, though, skips half a beat and then fly, it says simply, fly. And I know my shepherd will see me as I wind through the universe, note to note, sound by sound, until I at last am gathered until we are gathered, the broken bits we all become in this world are mended. Then we become the ancient song, singing in other hearts and echoing among the stars. Music, as Cecilia well knew, is a thing of magic. It is of the heart. Born in moments of, ex of inspiration, sounded into the world for comfort, for hope, for courage. Music is a shepherd. It has the power to guide us, gather us, unite us, define us, and move us forward. Music is something of a Christ figure for us, a melding of what is divine and what is human, a thing of power, and humility, something eternal, yet it punctuates a brief moment, and then it fades. So what to do with Good Friday and a Christ who is not, after all, a king, but a shepherd? How do we complete the Good Shepherd's song? Well, in Luke's telling of the story, at the very end, Jesus says these words, Today you will be with me. Today I will sing and you will fly. You will sing and I will hold you. We will sing our way through fine pastures and out among the stars. Today. Today you will be with me. The words of our good shepherd. Thanks be to God.